Hello, my friends around the world. A special hello to my friends in Romania, in Europe, in Brazil, in Africa, in the Philippines. Miss you guys and uh, looking forward to being in Zambia shortly and looking forward to reconnecting to my friends around the world who I've missed since the COVID shutdown. So God bless you guys. I know many of you watch this program and uh, if you're watching this program when it premieres, please like or share this broadcast. All archive programs are uh, available on our YouTube channel, also audio, podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, all the different ways you can catch up on broadcast. And uh, tonight, guys, honored once again for part two with Pastor Al Jernovich of Salt Church in Corey, Pennsylvania. If you missed part one from last week, he tells some of his journey of just understanding even uh, the plan and purpose of the Lord for how God has led him as a leader. But tonight, and, and this is what, one thing I want to say, and I, and I uh, want to say this again. I am really privileged because I've got to meet some of the most incredible people around the world in uh, my 18, 20 years of, 20 years of traveling around the globe. I've met some of the most amazing people and it's truly the greatest time to be alive. And I actually remember the first time I met you, you picked me up. Uh, well, actually, I remember the first time you called me and invited me. I was actually driving on my way to uh, a beach town because I had a meeting there that day. And I just remember thinking, that guy is a, that guy is a really good guy. Like, there's, there's a really special guy. And then when I got to meet you and you introduced me to your family, your wife, your children... Uh, one of the things I, I, I really respected is I, I, I see like this just fatherly anointing, mm. grace, and obviously I know you're a good father, been married 36 years. 36 years. To your beautiful bride. Yes. And uh, eight grandchildren, you said? Eight grandkids. Eight grandkids. Four children, eight yeah. grandkids. Why don't, um, why don't you just start out and tell us, because me, just less than a year now being married, Excited to welcome our first child, <laughs> yes. but we know as believers, Genesis 1, the foundation for how God intended the world to function is a family, it's healthy families, it's mothers and fathers, yes. men and women leading families, and it's the foundation home for us becoming the, the foundation stone for us becoming the people that God intends. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go with that, but just maybe yeah. even just start with, with your relationship with your wife and children and just the keys that you found of being fruitful in that. So my, my wife's name is Chris. <laughs> I call her Christino. Uh, we met in high school. Listen, Abner, I went from acne to balding in a very quick period of time. So the window for like catching a woman was super small. And so I saw Chris, I'm like... That's the one right mm. there. So we, we actually met in high school. Mm. And um, whew, I don't even know, like, it, like, like we said, it's been 36 years. And she has uh, just been a tremendous, wonderful person to be tied to mm. for all these years. I always say that you know, marriage is, a, is something that you have to really work at. Well, I didn't have to work too hard. She did all the work. Of, <laughs> she had to work more than me. Uh, but um, she's, I don't know, how would I describe her? She's a very righteous person. 
Mm. Interestingly, and, and I don't mean to say this to uh, create shame on anybody sure. at all, but like, it's been 36 years and she's not one time, she's not yelled at me yet. Mm. She's never raised her voice at me. Mm. She's a righteous person. Mm. And uh, I've, I've shared that before. And, you know, I know couples that, are, you know, day two, I yelled at them. You know, what's that say about me? I'm not trying to say anything about anybody else. But she's just an awesome woman of God. And so it's been very easy. We did this um, <laughs> this young married class once. And my wife was teaching. And she talked about how difficult it was year one. And I'm sitting there like, what? I, I didn't think it was that difficult. And she's like, yeah, it probably wasn't for you. But <laughs> ah. she did more adjusting than I did. Wow. So you're in year one now. Yeah. And I think actually one of the reasons why we've had such a good marriage, interestingly, is that we got married so young that we grew and yeah. molded mm-hmm. and formed our opinions on how things ought to work together together yeah you guys really are two distinct individuals yeah coming together yeah very different and and that could be an adventure yeah what would you tell 36 years of marriage and it's obviously not to say you're perfect but it it's evident that you love each other you're faithful what would you tell a younger version of yourself Mm. hey Keep this in mind. This will really help you if you learn this one quick yeah. as it relates to relating to your spouse. The big things aren't as big as you think. Uh-huh. If you're honoring God and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who did the dishes. Uh-huh. It just doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And uh, the frustrations that you have just in living with anybody. Right. You know, there's there could be times when it's kind of like you're you're ornery with each other. Just let it go. Uh huh. Just let. Not everything needs to be solved. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, one of the things that that's good I learned over the years is um, a married couple do not have to agree on everything. <laughs> you know. Right. I like blue. She likes green. Right. I mean, that's pretty simplistic, but who cares? Right. You know. Um, it's okay to have two distinct personalities coming together as one the way God intended. Like, would you really want to marry yourself? Would you really want to yeah. marry someone's just like you? Uh-huh. No way, you know. Yeah. So that's that's one of the main things that I would say. It's, it's okay to disagree with each other and not be upset. Right. Right. Was that a learning curve for you? I think it was because... You know, you, you think you have your vision on the way things ought to be. Uh-huh. And when the person that's really a part of you, the Bible says the two become one, like she's an extension of who I am. And when she, you know, looked at the world differently than I looked at the world, then I did my best to try to change her so that <laughs> she could have the right view. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a reason why God created variety. Yeah. You know, that's the spice of life. So, yeah, it was a little bit of, of a learning curve. Yeah. You know? What would you say in terms of uh, for people out there, for even me, I'm asking for myself, 36 years of marriage, 
Lord first. What does it look like for you, and what have you seen fruitful? What has been a mistake that you've made in walking out the purposes of God together? Because you both love God when you got married, yeah. right? You want to put Him first. You want to honor Him. What, what has been some keys for you to do that as a couple? Okay, so what the Bible says is true. <laughs> Just that simple. Yeah, there are times, it's good. You know, it says that you know, we're supposed to love our wives as Jesus loves the church. You know, it's a very familiar passage of scripture. Um, you, we just have to choose to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to this, um, wow, we went to this marriage conference way early on. We weren't having any problems, but there were certain little keys that we it's took good. hold of good. way back at the beginning. One of them is 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Your body is no longer yours, but it also belongs to her. Mm. And her body's no longer hers alone, but also belongs to you. And what that means in a sexual intimate relationship within the married couple is that it literally takes um, your sexual experience off the table of warfare because this is the way it was taught to me. And and this is the way we have actually lived our whole Mm. uh, sexual relationship is if the husband wants to have sex and the wife doesn't, you have sex. If the wife wants to have sex and the husband doesn't, you have sex. It's so important to God that he said that if you set up aside to fast and, and to, for the sake of coming close to him, mm-hmm. and one person who's burning says, I, I need to come together, it's so important to God that he says, come together then. Even though you set it aside to get close to me, I'd rather you be close to each other and then come to me together. Hmm. And because of that, uh, there's been no issues. Mm-hmm. There's been no infidelity. There's been no uh, desire to try to seek that kind of a, uh, a relationship with anybody else for either one of us because it is not something that we use as a weapon for each other. One of the things that this speaker said Early on in, the, in our marriage, he said, good sex is spiritual warfare. Mm, it's true. Yeah. I believe that. In even my early stages. Of, so, yeah. And that, you know, that might be, one person might have a stronger libido than the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's an act of worship to the Lord to give to your mate, mm-hmm. to give to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And we, lit- we have actually lived our whole uh, married life this way mm. and we really are operating the way the Lord intended for it to operate like we there's there's lots of couples out there that have not strayed I guess I just want to say we don't have a desire to stray amen there's yeah. not it's not a temptation yeah to be like oh no that's not it because our intimate relationship that was designed to be experienced between a man and a woman in the confines of marriage is so fulfilling and satisfying that we don't need to seek out that kind of fulfillment anywhere else. It's just interesting too, something that jumped out. Obviously we're talking about marriage and doing that God's way. Uh, But something that really jumped out is you, you were really intentional to go to this marriage seminar. You're like, not like we have these major problems, but you came as a learner and you picked up these little things. 
And what, that's one thing I found in my walk with the Lord, and, I, and I've learned it, said it over and over again, is that the fundamentals don't ever change. And something you also said was like, well, the Bible works. Yeah. In a sense. So if there's a hot, I, I, two, two few things that really jump out that are really beautiful things. Number one is the simplicity of honoring the Word of God in your marriage relationship. And I encourage people is, what does, and I'm even like being encouraged myself, saying that to myself, what does marriage look like from God's perspective? Then you go, are intentional to learn, you come with the heart to learn, and you add this, not add, but you strengthen this truth in your life that years later is still bearing fruit in in a functioning relationship. So that's really a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, and he he wants that mm-hmm. for for us. I remember there were times. I know. I think the old, the the longer you spend, um, they say that you know you actually even start to look alike. Pray for my wife. No, uh, <laughs> but uh, I actually believe that's true sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I mean you see it because just based on maybe the spirit or you know the expression of of who you are. But um, I remember there were times when we would have these arguments or these, this conflict and we just could not seem to come together and maybe we were uh, arguing with each other for, you know, an hour or two hours. I don't know how long, like a long time. And then one of us would say, don't you think we ought to bring the Lord in on this? Mm. Don't you think that we should pray? about this Mm. and sometimes in a marital relationship you're so frustrated at that moment that you don't even want to do that because it was her idea Mm -hmm. but you know that that's the right approach Mm. and I remember there are times when you seem like it was like a long time maybe an hour of arguing we pray and then we bring it back up two minutes Mm. it's the average length of time of arguing after praying wow yeah Wow. He just like comes in and you shift too. You like you take your eyes off the problem. Yeah. You yeah. put your eyes on the Lord. And then you realize, well, what are we even arguing about? There are times when like you think, What what are we fighting about again? Well, I, I found that in my early, very early stages of marriage, I'm a very obviously direct person in personality. Let's deal with this. But and I I've certainly had to apologize to my wife with this already many times. But what I would say is one of the things I've learned is if we back away for a few moments, even a few hours, like this is like ridiculous, right. like that this has gotten to this place. And usually I'm the one who let it get there. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, that, that was really wrong of me to say it like that or not to, um, and, and exactly right. You're actually, Okay, let me lean into the Lord. What you yeah. find out, it's it, even just the small yeah. things where you said it's not really that big. Yeah, of a deal. Well, actually, uh, we would. Now I'm thinking about it even in a little bit deeper way. We would actually separate, go to a different room and pray, mm-hmm. and then we come together and pray. Mm. Um, but there, there's a little bit of like I need to talk to my dad about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just changes you changes things so prayer prayer yeah you mentioned the sexual intimacy yes anything else really jumped to mind oh man stretching my memory with the with the children and the and the grandchildren there's a busyness that comes with having kids Uh uh-huh 
And the enemy could steal your intimacy away hmm. with the addition of, the, of children within the family um, unit. And so I would say, especially to the men out there, uh, the men have to, you have to make it a priority to date your wife. Hmm. You have to take her out on a date. And I'm, we had a rule, um, now that the kids are gone, you know, like we said, we have uh, grandchildren, but uh, when the kids were home, we didn't have any money. <laughs> How are you going to go out on a date? Yeah. So, but we would take a walk. Mm. We would just take a walk, mm-hmm. hold hands. Mm. You know, the intentionality. Just of the it. intentionality yeah. of going out on a date with your spouse, and mm. we would go out to dinner. Sure, and I know stuff. what you're I saying. Mean, I know you know. what you're saying. But even if it's that 20 minute walk around the block, yeah. that you have that connection point. Right. Now, tell me about this. We talked about just the two of you, but what are some keys now to and this is also, I've shared some of this with you. We were driving from the airport yesterday. The, the, that Matthew eighteen nineteen, where two or more agree, and that power of agreement yeah. is so strong in my consciousness. How does that look like when you have your first kid? Because oh. you're two different persons. You already said right. we're not going to always see each other eye. But how do you come into agreement in, in the way God designed us as married people? to raise your kids, to be in agreement of how you're raising your kids? Yeah, oh man, that's a solid question right there. <laughs> that's good. Uh, not to you know, beat a dead horse, but <clears throat> two people, I don't know if that's possible, mm-hmm. but two people with the Lord, it's almost that's impossible beautiful. not to have yeah. an agreement. It's beautiful. Because sometimes if you're... Um, you know, I'll just make this as like plain as I possibly can. Maybe put it in a math mathematical equation like if the Lord desires for you to operate at a five and you're a ten he might make your wife a one for that moment because the one and the ten will come together Mm. to be right exactly where the Lord desires for you to be to raise that child Mm. and I don't think uh, a father by himself or a mother by herself will actually do as good a job of raising the child in the way that they should go as the husband and the, the mom and the sure, dad. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Raising that child. Children need moms. Children needs dads. Right. And I know in our culture there's a lot of you know, single parent uh, families out there. And uh, that's unfortunate. And we just, you know, we're certainly, the Lord will work that out. Yeah, we're not certainly you know? diminishing that. No, but, not at all. But I, I think this is important to bring up in a sense of just a larger sense of for an encouragement to believers, obviously most of the people watching this are believers, is this, there is a way, and we goes back to our original principle in our discussion tonight, it, the Bible is true. It's, it sounds like really true. simplistic, and right. I know a lot of people have different interpretations of what makes the Bible, all that, but let's just be really simple. God's best is to put a child with a mother and a father to raise them. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll navigate that through. You know, so I was always uh, in the opposite in raising her kids to my wife. She was a no person until you earn the yes. <laughs> and I was a yes person until you proved me wrong. Oh, interesting. Can I go and spend the night at Johnny's house? Oh, yeah. Sure. So I'd say that. Yeah, yeah. Chris would be like, 
No, n- not unless you do this, this, and this. Ah. Uh, so they're it. Not, neither one's right. Neither one's wrong. There's. there's it was a good you know, combination. Sounds but there's like a that. combination. Yeah. So we'd have to come together and uh-huh. actually figure that out. And say, yeah, yeah. What does that look you know, like? Yeah. And, she, and obviously, you know, the moms of the world seem to have a little bit more clarity as to what that would mean to the rest of the family. Like, let's do it the opposite. Can Johnny come over and stay at our house? Oh, we've got four kids out. <laughs> so that means it's not one night where you're having a friend. Now we're talking four nights. Oh, because all the because kids have to yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if this yeah. child had yeah, a friend yeah, over, yeah. then this child gets to have a friend <laughs> over. So dads oftentimes don't even think like that. You're like, oh, yeah, bring them over. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think that through. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it also sounds like, too, as well, simplistic thing, but you actually need to do it, this communication between oh, the two yeah, of you. You have to have that. Yeah. And guess what? Dads make better dads than moms. Mm. And moms make better moms than dads. Yeah. And so coming together doesn't mean that uh, you can't form, you can't take the two parents and form one. No, there's a reason why God has two Mm -hmm. parents. It's good. So you're not going to always see things the same way. You're not always going to tackle problems in the same way. And that's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. These years of raising four children, correct? Yes. What's been now, this is probably good for other people watching as well, because we have all different age groups here. What's been the transition now, all these years, in, in, in a sense, in the trenches with your children, bringing them to their wherever, sports, extra activities, church. Oh, yeah. You're leading a church. Now, no one's with you except Stanley. Yeah, Stanley the, the dog. Stanley the dog who loves the Lord. Yeah. yeah, so we just know who Stanley is. What's been now that transition the last year or two not having any children in the house? Whoa. Look, okay, so there's a lot more freedom. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. You know, so there's four things that people need, like psychological, psychological needs that we have. Love and belonging hmm. is one. Uh, power or achievement is one you know, we, have, we, we need to obviously the first one we need to have a sense of love we need to have a sense of belonging we need, we need these things to be healthy p- people in this world we need to achieve or to have some sort of uh, power um, and the third one and the young parents don't have this so there is a need we need freedom mm-hmm. you know young parents uh, they don't have much freedom Mm-hmm. Anywhere they go, they got to make sure that there's a babysitter. Sure. Or they got to make sure that there's a diaper bag with, you know, pacifiers and milk or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, everything that you. You're not just that, thinking about yourself. You know, it's, yeah. you're not. And you don't have any sense of freedom at all. And so that becomes a, a need or a lacking. Well, now we're at that empty nest syndrome and we have a ton of freedom. If I want to go do something, I'm just go do it. <laughs> you know, and that's awesome to yeah. be at that stage. Mm. You know, not not to say that uh, you know these other needs. So so maybe there's a little bit less of a fulfillment with the love and belonging because there's nobody there. Mm. And I could see that maybe if you're not um, close to the Lord. But right, I mean, I have all the love. Right? The King of Kings and Lord of Lords loves me. That's beautiful. Can you believe that? Yeah. So, I'm getting my needs met. Mm. 
your humanity, like human, need, human needs, human are, needs are being met yeah. by the Lord. Mm. I want you just to, because we do got a little time here, about three minutes left in our broadcast. Why don't you just pray for people? Because I, I just, there's a, a real fatherly grace, however God leads you, maybe for wives or a husband, their marriage is struggling. They're not sure if it's going to make it. Maybe they love God as a couple, yeah. and they're just like, I, I don't know how to raise my kids. And I need to just pray whatever the Lord gives you. Will do. Amen. So, so, Father God, I just lift up these parents to you, the ones that are raising uh, children, the marriages that are out there. Lord, it's a lost, it's a lost thing. There are so many people that aren't married, so many people that are mm. not that are having children, Shabba, but they're Lord. not really together in a, mm. in a sense that you designed for people to be together. So I pray for your grace over these these families, mm. Lord. In this day and age, I, I pray that you would teach the husbands and the fathers to be husbands and fathers. Thank you, Lord. And to teach the moms to be wives and mothers. We are living, Lord, in such a place in which all of these roles are just kind of meshed together. I just pray for a supernatural distinction in the roles that you have placed upon your your servants, your saints, to know how to be dads and to know how to be moms and to know how to be husbands and wives. May your grace come upon the family unit and may we, as your children, learn how to submit to your truth. Thank you, Lord. Your word. Yes, sir. Your Bible. May we read the things in your word that would affect us individually and just simply believe. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And of course, Lord, we just place your favor upon these families. Bless them and reveal yourself to them in such a real way that they would, even if they're lacking you, freedom, Lord that they'll be able to receive it supernaturally Thank you, Lord. from you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Pastor Al. Pastor Thank Al Jernovich, I'm honored to call you friend. Salt Church, Corey, Pennsylvania. If you're anywhere within a few-hour distance, I encourage you to look them up online. If you're locally and don't have a home church, connect with these guys. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. I'm always honored uh, when people take uh, of their quality time to join and be a part of these broadcasts and uh, for all all details of everything taking place in our ministry, abdursuarez.com. We want to thank all of our partners too and friends around the world who literally uh, make these broadcasts become possible. If you're not already a partner, I encourage you to prayerfully consider partnering with us. God bless you guys. We love you and we'll see you next week.